This um, is part two. If uh, It's Simon, isn't it? Sitting to my right. I'm pointing at you now. Simon, is that right? Yes. So Simon, I think, is the only person in this room except Juliet that heard. And sorry, yes, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a Morven. I know. Sorry, Morven. Yes. And Lisa was there. Oh, my goodness. There's now four. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, dear. Big hole. Spade. Four people now. Five, in counting me, that have actually heard part one of this message, which was... There are 10 giants in the land, and Mark is going to put up a slide, um, I think. There are 10 giants in the land that is spoken about in, and where are we? In Genesis 15 to 18. Thank you. On, the, on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham and said to your descendants, I give you this land from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. Right, now here we go. The land of the Kenites, Kenesites, and Cabmanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Okay, so they are the ten giants in the land, right? The ten uh, tribes that um, would have to be cleared from the promised land. So that was promised to Abraham. And um, I'll get Mark to put them up later on because I'm actually going to address them in the order that they are in Genesis, which I think seems appropriate. So how many of us know that, that God never, you know, his promises are yes in Jesus and, you know, if he said something, he will say it again because he doesn't change and thank you, God, that you give us, like, multiple chances. Yeah? Another message, but there we go. Whew. Which I've only preached once as well. Thank you very much. I seem to just preach one message and never do it again. But that was a great message. If you ever heard it connect about a year and a half, two years ago, it was a ripper. All right? <laughs> A ripper. Um, so in, Je- in Deuteronomy 7, uh, verse 1, now this is dealing with Moses, says, when the, Lord God, when the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess, all right? So we know we've received all the promises of Ab- Abraham through, you know, through his seed and all that sort of stuff. We know that through Genesis 12, 1 and 2, and Ephe- Galatians, Ephesians, all that sort of stuff, right? So I don't have to go through the whole thing, the fact that God is speaking to us in here, the territory that he wants for us, yes? Separate preach, but there we go. You are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations. These nations are seven of those in that list of ten. The Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jezbezites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. Which implies the other three are not stronger than Israel, but still need driving out. Because the scripture goes on and says, and when the Lord your God has delivered them, right? God delivers them, we don't, yeah? Over to you, so God delivers them over to us and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. So, there are, ten, there are ten giants occupying our promised land, our calling and destiny, which is different for each one of you. So please do not think, well, 
I'm only feel this little big and I haven't got a calling destiny. No, that's what the enemy wants you to think. You have an amazing landscape behind you. I see a lot of spiritual stuff behind people. I see it all the time. I see people's calling and destiny over their lives all the time. All right, And I'm seeing a whole kind of multi-dimensional landscape of calling and destinies in front of me, which is incredible. I just kind of think, oh, I'll, ha I'll have that bit, I'll have that. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I've got my own calling destiny, but I'm just so excited to see yours, you know? So, um, so we just need to get these giants out of the way, yeah? Because they're, they're an irritation. How many of you know that you're not completely walking in your calling destiny full throttle at the minute? All right? All of us, right? Because we know what it is, and we know where we go to. And even if we don't, we can smell, taste, see. You think, oh, yeah, that sounds like what I should be doing. I was made for that. Sometimes when you think, actually, I don't know what I'm called to, but, I'm actually, um, but when you're actually in the middle of it, you think, actually, that is my calling and destiny. Yeah? Because, it, because you know at that moment that's what you were made for. Okay. So here we are. So the three giants that are not stronger than us, and this is a message taken from John Paul Jackson if you want to look it up, all right? So I tend to do, what I tend to do is um, take, I've only done this twice in my life, I took um, the three chairs and made it into two chairs from Leif Hetland because there wasn't enough time to speak about the third chair. And tonight I'm taking John Paul Jackson's ten giants in the land and calling it seven. All right, there's a pattern there. It just makes it a little bit easier to deal with the ones that we're not strong enough to overcome. So the other three I, de I did the other night on Thursday at the healing center. Even if we have strength to overcome something, we know that we don't rely on our own strength. We know that, don't we? Do we? We know that. Even if we think we can make a half a good chance of doing it, we know actually um, it's better to do it with God because the finished product is so much better. Trying to do your own plastering. Have you ever tried to do your own plastering? <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, you could. But haven't we all learnt now just to get in a plasterer? <laughs> Come on. And if you haven't, you need to get revelation, really. I don't know. So. Unless there's a plasterer in this room tonight, you actually should advertise yourself. But anyway, there we go. All right. So, um, how, so we're going to go through these, these giants. I'm going to speak their attributes. We're going to do some music. Join the music. You will just say, God, this is me. You know, if I've got something that's in my life, just get rid of it. Yeah? How do we get rid of it? Blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus overcomes everything. Yeah? Jesus never lost a battle. So he's not going to lose this one tonight. The room is full of angels. They are so excited. It's a safe place. My goodness, it's like, um, it's, it, I, it's almost impossible to see how many more angels you could fit into this place. I'm telling you, there is so much attention because of what we're going to do tonight, because you are pioneers. Come on, I'm so, so excited. There's kind of like so much increased acceleration, calling and destiny in every one of you tonight that... It's like, it's like the angels are tuning in to, to, to kind of like watch their most favorite program. I mean, I don't watch Strictly, but it's, it's kind of like the angels watching Strictly. 
don't know, it's their favorite program. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, in Whitney Bay, you know, people have gathered to break, to kill giants and, and step into their calling destiny. Great, let's get there. It's true. Ooh. Okay. Alex is probably thinking, get on with it, Mark. Right. <laughs> so, blood of Jesus. Yeah? Just apply the blood of Jesus. And learn from what others have done before with giants. Okay? David, what did he do? He killed Goliath. Well, he didn't kill Goliath. What, what happened first? He did kill Goliath. What did he do first? Three things, sling, stone, fall on the ground. Now, at that point, was Goliath dead? We don't know, but probably not. Stunned? Yes, but dead? We don't know. So, to make sure, David asked Goliath the question, are you dead, didn't he? He checked it out. He said, Goliath, are you dead? Yes or no? That's not true, is it? What did David do? Chopped his head off with his sword, with Goliath's sword. All right? Alan Dickinson was here. He would say the only way to make sure a giant is dead is to get its own sword and chop its head off. End of quote, Alan Dickinson, which is actually reflected in the Bible as well. All right? Slightly more Geordie. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so does that make sense? So when you get to the giant bit, blood of Jesus, knock it down. And I'm sorry if this is, like, it's not very pacifist, is it? But it's just the way it is. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, because actually the enemy doesn't fight fair. He, really, he wants to mess up your lives, he wants to mess up your health, he wants to mess up your job, he wants to mess up your marriage, he wants to mess up your relationships. So really, uh, you know, chop his head off, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Are we ready? All right. So missing out the first three, we now address the first of the seven that are strong in us. Which are the Hittites. Okay, Alex, you've got four minutes probably before. <laughs> Hittites. These are the Hittites. What does their mean? What in, in, so we're looking at the Hebrew meaning and everything else. Their name means fear and terror. And in a particular context, it addresses a fear of failure. So what does a fa fear of failure do? It means that actually you've decided that the thing that you're going to try will not succeed, so you don't even make a start. Suddenly gone quiet, hasn't it? <laughs> So you're convinced you're going to start a prayer group. You're convinced you're going to start some street work. But actually, then you think, well, actually, no one's going to turn up. It's just going to be me in my house on my own. It's going to be me on the street. No one's going to turn up. You're going to start a business, and there's a fear of failure. You think, well, it's going to fail, so I'm not even going to start. Whoa. Shaker. So it might be, whoa, that's, yeah, whoa. yeah, whew, isn't it? Woo. 
So God's calling you to be an entrepreneur, but actually the fear of failure will stop you stepping into that calling and destiny of being an entrepreneur because you feel that it will be a failure, so you don't think it's actually even worth trying or making a start. Am I making sense or what? And even if, even if this giant isn't bigger in our lives, we've actually experienced essences of this as we've considered things. So let's not pretend that, we, that those thoughts have never crossed our minds. It's what we do with them. You know, the whole taking captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ Jesus. You know, we, we embark, I embark on a lot of risky things. And the thought does come to me, actually, Mark, what happens if this doesn't work? Well, I take it captive and I say to the thought, I'm going to take it to Jesus. And you know what Jesus says? Well, what happens if it does? Ooh. So by addressing this giant, we will break inertia in our lives and we will remove spiritual paralysis. How does that sound? And more. Okay, I'm not going to say anything else because Holy Spirit said get on with it. Okay, so um, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm encouraging you. Because <laughs> actually I'm not going to get people to stand up saying this is you, all right? Because I think we'll just all stand up for everything, yeah? And just, just do business with God. Is that all right? I think it's the best way. So let's just stand up. And Alex, you just go and when you've played enough, um, stop. Or if I think you've played enough, I'll stop you. <laughs> Whatever. But Lord God, just thank you that, that you're here. Thank you, God, that in all these seven phases that we're going to go through, these seven giants, that you are here. Thank you that you've never lost a battle. Thank you, God, that actually by your Holy Spirit, you're reminding us of stuff right now, just so we can get rid of it, not to, con to condemn us, just so we can get rid of it. And Jesus, we just thank you for your blood that overcomes and gets rid of these giants to release the land for us. And thank you, Father God, for your cloud of witnesses, these angels that are actually coming down and just cheering us on in this. So you are not alone. Thank you, God. Take my step. Take my step. Take my step to you.
sit down. Um, you can stand if you like, but you're going to be standing up again in about four minutes. So um, so as this is going on, 
And actually, for some of you, that you may actually see a, a giant in your the promised land that God is taking you to, and you see the giant now gone. All right. So I'd like you to ask because Natasha sent me some really helpful questions um, earlier, and 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 actually that giant will have occupied a place. So when you when something has gone, I don't know if it, you know when something's been standing in your garden for a little while and you move it, the grass is all pale and it hasn't got the chlorophyll in and all that sort of stuff. It's not green. So actually, now that something needs to be there instead, ask God what He wants to occupy that place now. There's a principle that when the something evil or irritating from the enemy is in your life, it's now gone. You fill it. You fill that space with God, with what God wants there. Yeah, His architecture. So ask God what you, what He wants to be there, but then ask God to start showing you because actually now you can progress. If there's an obstacle in my way, that giant is now gone, and I can progress and walk along into the field that God has given me. I spoke about that about a month and a half, two months ago. And now you begin to see, oh, oh, this was my field that Mark was talking about that I didn't really understand, but it sounded like God, so I went with it. And this is the field that Mark is now talking about, and I can see more of it now than I could before. This is the process. God, show me more of that field now and help me to walk in that, yeah? So we have a progression. We extend, we don't contract, we don't shrink. We now extend into that territory. Okay, next one. Parasites. Parasites means squatter. Okay, so a squatter is someone who is resident in your house or in something that you own without legal right. All right, but actually, they spend there long enough that they, re they they start to acquire legal rights, and then it becomes difficult to kick them out. So, for example, in Texas, if you own a house or a field, and someone squats in that house and field for seven years, it becomes theirs and not yours. Think about your own life. If we invite something that which is of the enemy into our lives as a squatter and we don't kick it out straight away, it then, dis it then actually becomes a squatter and has to exert more rights over our, the rest of our lives than actually it's really, it should be. We don't want squatters in our lives. So what, what, what would represent a squatting kind of influence? Well, apathy apathy things have always been this way we cannot change because you try to get rid of something nothing's changed therefore it's not even worth trying Mike Bickle says it's always easier never to get a demonic influence in your life in the first place than it is to get rid of one. Well, actually, that's true, but because we have to do something about it, but it is easy because we apply the blood of Jesus because, because at the name of Jesus, his authority tells that demonic influence to get out of our lives. No right to be there. Squatters get out. Because your landlord is actually Jesus, and it actually he's given you the keys anyway. So actually, you can, you, you're acting under the authority as a son and daughter 
and say, actually, in the name of Jesus, get out. And the squatter has to go. So if you've got squatters in your life and in the area that God is calling you into, this is a happy day. Off you go, Alex. So if we could just stand up again. I'm not going to say any more. And just let God just say, if this is you, just tell the squatters to get out. Okay, so... um, Natasha said it would be quite good for me to begin to lead and then to Alex to play. Whew. So if you just, if, if it helps, just repeat after me. Jesus, we invite you right now into every area of our life, whether known or unknown to us, whether it be squatters or no squatters. And Holy Spirit, where you see a squatter, we command you in the name of Jesus to get out. To get out of our lives. To get out of the lives of the influence of us, our families, and the people that we are praying for. We speak freedom over our lives. Oh, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Wow. Our families, Shoka, and the people we've been praying about. We say two words squatters, go.
So if you remain standing, just because I'm going to do the next one really quickly, just so um, so um, Alex is going to go straight into playing the next one. Whoa. The next giant um, is um, Rephaim, which um, in other versions are the Hivites, and it means giant. And um, the thing about giants is that the enemy sends giants in our lives to intimidate us. And actually, um, often they're superinflated. And for those that deal a lot in deliverance, when actually the reality of that is that when you pray over someone who has a giant in their life, the giant inflated giant just shrinks down into a miserable, pathetic little pinprick of a of a start compared to the massive presence of Jesus. So it's all to do with an illusion. And um, there might be, you might be uh, intimidated in your life and uh, the enemy wants you to be overwhelmed by the science size of this giant. But actually God wants you to be overwhelmed by his love, Psalm 42. And so the important thing is not to turn and run when you see this giant to face it with a full armor of God Ephesians 6 because when we run our back is not protected because actually God wants us to advance to the giant then actually you actually have a you actually have a, um, a sword as well which is kind of pointy and actually will just uh, burst the super inflated giant that is in front of you and you'll hear this funny trumpy sound as the air comes out and, and actually that really intimidating giant will actually just be a pathetic heap on the ground and that is the reality but actually you have to advance to that giant don't run away from it because that's actually what the enemy wants you to do so let's do that thank you Alex
so you should be really already just if you want a seat take a seat you'll be up again shortly <laughs> wow so not only you you should be seeing um heads of giants littering the place now all right <laughs> but actually you're in you're in a you, god is showing you stuff that you didn't know was your calling and destiny can already can anybody lift a hand and say actually i didn't realize that there was a part of your calling destiny that actually um, you didn't know was for you. You've actually seen almost a, 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 a sphere of influence of your life that actually you think, oh God, is that is that me then? Am I meant to be doing that? Is that is that resonating with anybody? A few of you, um, because actually, you know, I'm just I'm just seeing stuff that God, I'm I'm seeing God. That's that's for me, isn't it? So begin to explore as these giants remove the land that God is giving you. It's meant to explore. Take the hand of Jesus and begin to run. Begin to run. Ha. Okay. Amorites, which means sayer or babbler. It's meant to create inferiority and doubt in your mind. It's an attack on your identity. It feels like people are talking about you when you walk into a room. It's the fear of what people might say if you do something. It's the fear of man because it's the fear of what people will say. That's why it's about a sayer, like a, you know, like a sayer as in soothsayer or something like that, or a babbler. It's a tendency to believe so much or be, or be worried about what people say about you so much that you begin to say words like, God probably made a mistake when he made me. You disqualify yourself by agreeing with words which have been released against you, which are meant to curse you and are meant to an assault on your identity because you, part, you have partnered with them. And you say, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe they're right. Maybe I will never do this. Maybe God just made a mistake. Maybe it's better if I don't do this and give someone else the task of moving in to do what God called me to do. But actually, God called you into this amazing destiny, which you're now beginning to see in front of you. So why would he call someone else who has their own destiny to actually come in? You are uniquely placed. You are uniquely placed. So as Alex plays the next bit, I would encourage you as you are addressing this giant and with the blood of Jesus say I'm just blood of Jesus I'm applying this to that situation giant go chop me your head off but actually you can put your hands on your ears and say ears listen only from now on I'm listening only to the overtures of heaven I'm not listening to the soothsayer or the babbler of, of what the fear of what people might say about me I'm actually, my ears are only sensitive to the voice of God, my heavenly daddy. I know, I know I'm meant to say that because my ears are actually on fire. So this is self-ministry, as it were. Okay, thank you, Alex.
this is so good. Ha. Huh. <laughs> um, whoa. Um, I'm a scientist, and so as an experiment, um, if only if you want to do this, right? Because there isn't enough room for everybody. Um, where's Lisa? So um, I've been smelling charcoal for about the last three or four minutes, and um, uh, that often means this uh, seraphim um, kicking around. Isaiah 6, burning coals, bloody blah, blah. Seraphim means holy ones, fiery ones, another sermon. But um, there's a whole uh, line of seraphim that came up during that last bit of music, Alex, which was amazing. Um, so um, it's hot and it's fiery, just from where Richard is to where Nick is. And um, we're going to do the next giant. So if you want to come up and just stand here and um, come and join me. Um, I don't mind. You could, Thank you, Paul. I was hoping you'd come. Um, and just, just occupy the space down here. Whew. Yeah. I'm just doing what God, I'm just responding to what God's doing. So, um, you know, we can, um, we're an army actually, so why not act like an army? So, yay. Um, so there are more giants behind us than ahead of us now because we're more than halfway. So Canaanites, Canaanites, right? Canaanites. Have we got two more to go after this? Covetousness, zealousness, or premature opportunity or promotion. What it does do is it causes us to not wait upon God's timing. Show. Does that make sense? So God can tell you something, but the enemy wants you to do it either too soon or too late. Often too soon because actually it's premature. Remember when um, God said to David, Go round the back, I think it was the Philistines, and don't march out until you hear the sound of marching in the balsam trees. Remember that story? Why was that? Because there's a timing to it. David got the right instruction, but he could have gone prematurely. He could have gone too early, and that wouldn't have gone too well. So he waited until he heard the sound of marching in the balsam trees, which was actually the angels going out with him, because greater than those that withers and that withers that those that are against us, yes. So the result of going out prematurely is the fact that it doesn't go well, we get discouraged, we quit because we say we tried it once before and nothing happened. So it means that next time God says something to us, we say we tried it once and it didn't work. Has anybody ever said that? Yes. Ha. And Proverbs 20, verses 21 said, An inheritance quickly gained at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. In other words, sometimes God wants us to get things bit by bit by bit in the right timing. Because there's a, God loves the process. And he's knitting us together as an army. Thank you, Alex.
two more to go. So Richard, um, so today is 17th of November 2019. It's for the the recording. (laughs) And Richard just pointed out that actually 17th of November today is World Prematurity Day. um, And it talks about raise awareness of preterm birth concerns of preterm babies, their families, everything else. And evidently one in ten of us have been born prematurely. Uh, And that's interesting, the fact that there are ten giants and we're addressing one. And it's about... um, premature you know promotion going on before God's timing things that so actually that speaks volumes doesn't it thank you Richard so that is today I didn't know that Mm -hmm. wow um whoa um hmm so just I just encourage the fire of God come right now so um so fire fire come fire 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 of God so so Lord God and some of you might be saying, actually, Mark, this is... But why would God um, uh, cause these giants? Because um, I actually said that. I said, God, why, why have these giants? What's the point? And actually, it says in Numbers 14, uh, 9, um, and it was Joshua and Caleb said, um, when they were talking to Israel, they said, don't rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our, for they are our bread. So the people of the land were seen as giants. What Caleb and Joshua say is, they are our bread. What does that mean? Is that and it says their protection is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. In other words, that which the enemy is sent against us will actually make us stronger. They are our bread. So they actually didn't really want them to be taken away. Well, they did, but actually they saw them as actually this makes us sharper. This makes us stronger because actually in overcoming them, not only do we find out more about the power and the overcoming of the work of Jesus in our life, but it helps us to lead members of our family into that victory as well. And for those that come new to Jesus, we're saying they may have all sorts of giants going on, but you say, actually, this is great because I actually got rid of all these 10 in one evening. Mm-hmm. Gergeshites. It means stranger. In other words, dwelling in clay soil. And for the gardeners that are amongst you, it means difficult to put down roots. Is that right? If you're in clay soil, it's difficult to put down roots. This is for those who feel out of place. They find it difficult to put down roots in church or in a community talk about community being grafted in this morning this is a giant that would want you to remain disconnected this is a big one Gergeshites you will say things like no one knows me it keeps you from growing roots and maturing in fellowship ha God is asking you to actually say um Not only you have the mind of Christ, but you have the inheritance of connection. You are grafted in to Jesus. So as this giant is got rid of, this will increase connection in your life. Thank you, God.
I just sense that as as we were as we're listening to that, I'm just trying to <laughs> try and get to the last one. Um, wow, um, there's a um, God is just uh, increasing people's prophetic gifting um, uh, just all over the place during that um, that music. So um, it's always good to do an action. So um, I'm just going to put up my hand and get, take that frisbee, as it were that. That increased revelation from God right now. God, I receive all you're giving right now. There's revelation in the air, as it were. Revelation from heaven, Father God. And even if you don't see yourself as a, as a prophet, as 1 Corinthians 14 says we can all hear, we can all prophesy. And so we just receive the words of life that you're sending right down to us now. We receive all those words of life, those words of life that we're going to wrap into our hearts right now, according to Psalm 119, verse um, uh, 147, that would wrap around our heart and bring light and life to all we see today and forever. Amen. Okay, so last one, Jebusites. Jebusites, um, it means downtrodden. In other words, um, the Jebusites uh, um, want uh, uh, Israel, want us to feel anxious um, depressed about um, our, um, well, there's no point in doing stuff because we're already um, beaten and you can't see the way forward. Uh, it's an attack on our minds where it can create two things. Where we do not feel we have done enough, we always never feel we have done enough. It never feels good enough what we have done. Or, and you find this particularly, um, I find this particularly in the workplace, where people blame others for the lack of success in their lives. Now, we're not immune to that. I always say, so I, I kind of do this sort of thing most days, right? You know, we're doing it now in church. I kind of do this most days because it's kind of part of a kind of almost like a self-deliverance lifestyle. What, am I, what do I mean in that is the sense that if God is actually is wanting me to, to be fruitful and to flourish in life, the enemy will want to try and rob me of that. So actually every day the enemy will try and try all these avenues uh, over my life. People will, you know, opportunities to be, to take offense, opportunities for this, opportunities for that. And if I feel that actually, 
even if I've agreed to a, a small micro of what somebody has said, I need to get rid of that straight away. And you do, as it were, micro deliverance. You deliver yourself of the of the of the influence of that over your life by the the sort of things we're doing now, because then you see the way clear. Oh, thank you, God. I like to have a clear way of living every day. Really, I kind of have zero tolerance and enemy obstacles in my way. Shake out. So, uh, Proverbs 12, verse 25 says, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. I don't want to be weighed down. I don't want anyone I know to be weighed down. I don't want you to be weighed down. God doesn't want you to be weighed down. He wants you to fly. He wants to take weights off of us. like being in a balloon and chucking the weights out of the basket so you can fly. God is saying, look at these weights. Yeah, I've had them for some time. I've become quite used to them. He said, well, why? Just chuck them out of the basket. And then admire the view from the high place that you've just found yourself in because that balloon has just suddenly taken off and you've got a new vista in life. Wow. So this is the last one and I'm going to Alex is going to play he's going to finish I think Juliet's going to say something maybe and that's it so I, I'm just going to pray last prayer Alex is going to play and that's it we're done so Lord God we just thank you for this time we just thank you Father God for the work that has already started because some of you might be thinking actually I don't feel any different but actually as you've welcomed the truth of this into your lives and if you've begun to actually go through these giants and kill them, chop their heads everything else, the fruit of that process will become evident even as you sleep it says in Song of Songs as we sleep our heart is awake so your heart will be awake to the plans purposes of God in your life And when you wake in the morning, you think, something has happened to me and I cannot explain. And this will go on and on. There is a Holy Spirit, a supernatural chain reaction started in your lives tonight and in my life tonight. And actually, if we welcome it, there is no reason why it should end. This is not a oh, this will wear off after three months. There is no reason why this process should never end. This ever-expanding sphere of influence that God is showing you now, this never-ending entrepreneurial aspect in your life, which why should it stop? If you were born for that, do it. So we speak an increase in the gifts, abilities, and talents of everyone in this room. And Lord God, we just thank you for the new area and the new sphere of influence and territories that you have walked into by faith tonight. Even though if you, you don't have to feel anything, by faith you've walked into this, into that tonight. And you are in a way different place than when you first came in. And so am I. And so Lord God, teach us how to to live that lifestyle of keeping short accounts on this so that we don't get any squatters or anything else in our lives. And we run and we ride and we fly into the land and territory that you have given us. Uniquely bespoke, customized.
because you have plans to prosper us and not to harm us and that amazing hope and future. God, we receive everything, everything you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Alex.